Hi guys, welcome back. This is Robin back on the OnlyFans Management Automations podcast. And we are here with the king of recruiting, the legendary BT is BTZ. And in this episode, we're going to actually do an office tour. BTZ is going to walk around his office, show us what that's like. We're going to talk about his recruiting methods. And then also, um, hopefully, we'll get a little bit more sauce on how he's increasing his profitability with his creators. So BTZ, welcome back for the second episode. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. So I did a little bit of an office tour before on my groups, but uh, I think it'll be a good way to open again. Um, I'll give a little bit more in depth and explain what's going on. But uh, here, I'm just going to unplug my laptop from my monitor to then give you guys a big tour. So I sit so here in the Today's actually uh, Easter Sunday, so there's no one in the office right now, right? And you're in Toronto. Yes, that's right. So the office is fully empty, which is actually, I think I heard someone working out downstairs at our gym, but that's okay. Upstairs, there's no one here. But uh, yeah, so this, this is my room. I, I sit here in the corner. One of my lead marketers sits here. This is on the SMMA side. So my lead marketer who sits here, he works mostly on the SMMA side, but he does help me a little bit with recruiting as well in terms of like profile setups and and all that because he has history with marketing and he knows what he's doing that my business partner sits right there also on the smma side and what's what's that painting in the back which one there's this there's this painting oh. right there where your smma assistant sits yeah yes so that's just jordan belford nice little painting that oh. we got yeah oh. <laughs> nice uh, yeah so i do come from a background of smma if you want we could touch on that a little bit um but yeah, so we have what, a thirty. What uh, what platforms for SMMA? And then for those who don't know what SMMA is, um, what's SMMA? Yeah, it's basically social social media marketing agency. Main platforms that we do here is Facebook and Google. And by Google, we do like both search and YouTube. YouTube falls in the Google um, umbrella, so that's the main that's the main business that I started long time ago. And what actually equipped me, I would say, with all not all, but a lot of the knowledge and know-how and funding to then start doing stuff in the OF industry. But what, um, what kind of, uh, what kind of industry you were doing? I think you mentioned you had like an e-commerce background as well. Yeah. So, so we, did of, we did a lot of, we did a lot of e-commerce. So for, for e-commerce brands and then also info products. So um, teaching people how to invest in real estate, teaching people how to invest in stocks and how to do e-commerce. And basically what we do is we, we took a little here. I'm going to sit down. We took a little bit of a hybrid in um in that in that setting and we not only did the ads for them but we also built the funnels and then we also installed a high ticket in-house sales team which is basically what that sales floor is for and that's how we grew a lot over the past uh five years doing that because we didn't just do like the mass market mom and pop shop, you know, for the local chiropractor or something like that. Like we took complex offers, which needed a whole solution. And yeah, that's uh, that, that that's the main business. So we have a little projector here, you know, we have the sales reps come sit, eat. We have kitchen. We have a chef come in um, usually just for lunch from Monday to Friday. We have a nice little lounge area here. That's a dope office. Do you, do you allow dogs in your office? Do I, do we have what? Do you allow dogs in your office? Is it pet friendly? No, but I actually don't know why this is here. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's like the fake grass. And actually, yeah. funny enough, we got one sales rep working. I didn't even know. Look at that. He's in the nice. office. I, I thought I thought it was empty, but uh, yeah, this is our sales floor. We have some marketing guys here, funnel builders. Um, sales reps usually are all there, and yeah, we have a bunch of paintings. Nice, nice for a nice cool vibe. We we, we gotta have, see the paintings. You, you can't just yeah. like flash them and then yeah, yeah, yeah. not show us. Yeah, sure, because they are yeah. some pretty interesting paintings. You know, we got uh, who is that? Will Smith, I think. We got. That looks like yeah, Will Smith. Okay. Uh, we got a. Warren Buffett, Bitcoin painting, Mark Zuckerberg. Seth, Seth Rogen. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Wonder Woman, like uh, McLevin is Wonder Woman. I don't know. We also got a, we got a gym as well. So if you want, we can uh, show you that also. Yeah, man. It, it, looks, it looks like a swanky office. Oh, yeah. I love it here. Been here for quite a while. Um, secretary is here. We also... Sometimes throw events here, which is nice. The fireplace, well, the fake fireplace. Someone is working out right now. I'll just quickly flash a not to. Do you have? Do you ever have creators come in the office? No, no, I I separate that totally. Yeah, I'm gonna open it. Jim here. Nice. We got one of our sales managers working out. The two. Got it. For the, for those that are just listening and, and didn't see the video, uh, BTZ actually walked us into an indoor basketball court that he had in his office, which is pretty dope. How how often do you play basketball in the office? Never. Just to be honest, never. I don't know. I don't play basketball, but it's there for the reps and all that. I I work out. I lift weights, but sports not really my thing. Okay. Do you, do you do a martial art too, like a boxing? Most people in this game have some kind of martial arts that they do as well. Yeah. Funny enough, I did a bunch of judo and jujitsu earlier on in my life as like a teenager and all that. And boxing as well. Now, unfortunately, I'm not as involved in it. Um, very busy time recently, but that's not an excuse. Do plan on getting back into it. Okay, so you you are a bit of a playboy. Um, how much of that helped you when it comes to the recruiting game? So, like, what what is your recruiting method? Oh, I love that. That's a great question because it does play a big part. Um, I'm gonna be fully transparent. I, I always, I always am. I don't talk with all the models who we pair with agencies. Um, actually, I get the girls who like me and are in love with me or trying to get me and secure me to talk to the girls. Okay, because girls talking to girls is one, and if one of the girls is doing her best to serve you, then she's going to do a better job talking to that woman, right? But the high quality creators who I know, okay, we're going to fetch a high price. Big agency is going to want them. Whales are going to want them. Um, I do also private deals for big agencies where I get girls on salary, right? And then I add my referral link on top of that so that I could get some passive income. And with these models, they got to be closed. They got to be wooed. They got to, they got to see the playboy, like you mentioned. So with them, I do exactly what I just did with you. So Sunday is my day for closing the deals with those 
models. Why? Because our office is usually empty on Sunday. So I'll FaceTime four or five models. And I've had many models call me cute and I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything like that, but I could see them being flustered and that definitely plays a part. You know, I'm super friendly. I'm smiley. Um, I give off that vibe to them and that definitely helps, I think. And I'm able to, to help the, my partner agencies close them on a deal, which usually they wouldn't take. Like for instance, a salary. Salary is a lot harder with USA, Canada, UK models, right? And we close models on a salary from the UK. And every time that happens, it's me talking to them, getting on a FaceTime, giving a tour of the office, switching my phone, showing inflow, showing my results, showing them what can what can happen with the salary models. I tell them, you know, this is what we do. You'll be taken care of. And now I don't, maybe I won't show them like a huge creator, but I'll show them I'll show them something to show them like that we know that what we're doing, right? And then I'll say, here, you have a guaranteed salary and we'll close them on that. But I definitely would say that that aspect that you brought up helps in a certain way because if you know how to talk to women and you're you're involved in that, um, it does help for sure. It helps for sure. Okay. So it definitely helps to be a play. But I, th I think we have some similar recruiting methods because when you were mentioning yours I'll, I'll actually give my socks away as well and it's it's actually the same framework just the tactics are a little bit different so when i reach out to women i never ever mention OnlyFans to them i don't sell OnlyFans to anyone because as soon as you do that to someone they're going to be like stranger danger um if it was an opportunity they would be coming to you you not coming to them so i never approach anyone selling OnlyFans. all i do is I just get phone numbers. I get phone numbers and I add them to my WhatsApp. Um, WhatsApp probably doesn't work for US creators, but it'll work for creators everywhere else. I add them to my WhatsApp. On WhatsApp, you have the status feature, the stories feature, right? So there I'm doing exactly what you do, BT BTZ, is I'm uploading me stunning, um, taking care of other creators, hanging out with other creators, we're having a good time. And then other people that are on my WhatsApp, they'll see that and they'll reply, they'll say, hey, well, what is this? What's going on? Or how can I get involved? And then they ask me. So I'm never approaching them. They're actually asking me, um, hey, I saw that you're doing something with only. Can you give me more information? Where can I learn more? And that's, that's yeah, pretty similar sauce. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, for, for us, we have basically recruiting teams on every platform uh, and outreach teams. So at the scale that, that I'm running it, I do have to kind of outreach to them and bring it up, but we do it in a, we do it in a certain way where we're not super pushy at first, you know, we just like, here you go. Like sometimes we'll even drop a free case study and be like, Hey, so you do only fans. Here you go. They'll follow you. They'll, they'll sometimes we'll even go as a girl on Reddit and like talk to another girl as a girl on Reddit and be like, Hey, so I saw so your posting. This is what I'm doing. Here you go. And then she'll ask, Oh, do you work with an agency? Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's a, if I were to do it your way, I, I think that's how I would do it too. And it wouldn't be a man reaching out. It would have to be a woman reaching out. That's I the do. only way. Another, I, I other. Have, oh, I do you really? Sending, sending voice notes. They send voice notes. They even, they'll take a quick video and it will be the woman sending the message to the woman. So this is a, it's a big piece here. If you have someone to do that, that that's great because women trust other women. You know, if they see another girl, oh, they're, they're doing OF. Um, they trust this agency. They're showing numbers. They just sent me their 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 statements. Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. It's all about that trust. If they don't trust you, it's automatically stranger danger. And that's the first impression that people will have on you. So yeah, if you're recruiting, um, either do it the slow game, like like I do, where I don't mention it. And then it's, it's a very slow game. You'll see uh, numbers from girls that I met six months ago. And I'll be like, hey, I saw you do this. Like, you know, what's going on? And But if you're scaling, just like how BTZ is doing, you definitely need some kind of girl with you. All right. Um, I think it's kind of time where we get to see a little sneak peek of your screen. Um, you, you mentioned a little bit earlier that you just recruited a few girls and you have this method on increasing LTV, which is really important. So a lot of people, when they're brand new into OnlyFans, they, they first start with trying to find a good creator that will actually create and then they're looking for traffic. And then once you have the traffic down and you're scaling that, the next step is to increase your LTV. So this is a little sauce for people that are a bit more advanced in the game. Um, so what is your method, BTZ, on how to increase LTV? And, and what is LTV for those are people that are not familiar with LTV? Absolutely. So talk a lot about this on my group. And a lot of people ask about this. And LTV is a term that it's lifetime value. So people people can sometimes confuse it with uh, loan to value from real estate and something like that. But lifetime value is what LTV is. And basically what that means is how much money you can expect per subscriber on their lifetime. So every subscriber that comes in, um, how much can you how much can you expect to earn from them? Another term that sometimes people use is AOV, average order value. That's more so on the on the e-commerce side, but it's basically like, what's your average sale price? So for instance, how do you get a higher average PPV, right? Higher average um, ticket on your PPV. Well, that's a huge, huge portion in, in how to make more money with OF. So I'll show you guys a new creator that I have here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if you have share permission screens, but if you ask for it, I'll give it to you. Sure thing. So I'm just gonna go ahead and share this right now. And I'll show you guys a little bit about the, I'll show you guys a little bit of the numbers that I did with this new creator and talk a little bit about how, so the numbers aren't insane. Um, there's a lot of people who do multiple six figures per month. But uh, on this girl, we are on pace for this month to hit between 30 to 40 K. Um, so here, I'll just give it a little refresh. Can I, we have can I actually pause you for one, one moment? Because I think a lot of people that are getting into this game, they're expecting to make 10 K right off the bat the first month, which is not impossible. It's definitely something you can do. But if you look at the percentile ranks on OnlyFans, um, it is definitely more difficult than it is easy. So someone that's brand new, they're still learning the game. What can they really expect their first month of OnlyFans, assuming that they're able to actually keep their creator? Yeah, I mean, that, that depends a lot on the creator and your abilities, because like, for me, my my third month doing it, or even the second month, like in in August of 2022, I had a creator hit $20,000 a month. Um, the month before that, I did maybe five or six, $7,000 a month. And then the first month I did 3,000 a month. 
Um, but it really depends. I have some creators who their first month will, will, will be 10 K like you it's, it all depends on your skills really. And how much the girl puts into it and if she's willing to put in the work, but if you're a first time, uh, first time agency, first time girl, do not expect to make 10 grand right off the bat, unless she has a big audience, because there's going to be a lot of trial error on your part, learning how to do things. So What's so, yeah. what's more expected for someone that's new? They're not, you know, they don't have the background that you have in SMMA. They don't really know how to run traffic, but they're passionate about getting into this and and um, staying with it. What can someone like that expect? I mean, if the girl is doing TikTok every day, if she gives you um, if she gives you the poses that you need for dating apps, is giving you the content that you need for Reddit. And you have the you have the the methods and you know what you're doing and you have chatters like you can get to 15, 20, 30 K a month in the first month. But that it all depends on how good you are and, and how fast you learn. So I would say an average, really, if like you're somewhat competent is a couple thousand dollars a month for, for the first month because you're still learning. Right. It's a hard question to answer because it really varies case by case. But. If, if you're really putting in the work and the creator is putting in the work, then a couple thousand a month. I would agree with that. Like one in, to three thousand your first yeah. month. Yeah, yeah. And that's when so you're like trying to figure out how you fit in. Like like this girl, um, we started her mid-March, okay? And we hit 3,000. So if that went for a full month, it would have been 6,000. But this was just the first month when we were getting the groove on. You know, we had a few dating profiles. We had one TikTok profile going. Um and we weren't really driving too, too much traffic. We focused mainly on the LTV, which as you can see, like our messages and sub ratio to subscriptions is pretty high. On this model, actually, we probably would have done better, but my team who set her up, they put her at a $20 subscription at first and we forgot to put in the discount code. So we got less subs than we originally wanted to. But um, so- I'm gonna slow you down a little bit just to make it easier for people that are a little bit more novice to understand. So you mentioned um, subscriber membership ratio. What What is a typical, first, what is the subscriber membership ratio? What is a typical subscriber membership ratio? And what is your personal goal, UBTZ, for your subscriber membership ratio? Right. Great question. So a lot of people starting off, it, it also depends on the, the where the traffic is coming from. But if the traffic is coming from TikTok, like you can ex you can expect a decent sub to message ratio of um, one to three. So if you did five hundred dollars in in subs, you can expect um, with tips and messages to be at around a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars. Um, if you have dating apps, it could be one to four or one to five, really. But once you start passing the one to five range and into the one to six, one to seven, one to eight, then 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 you then you're crossing into the territory where you, you're doing really really well and and maximizing your earnings. Um, with this month, we had a high subscription price, so that's good. Obviously, we made we made decent money, but um, but uh, the ratio was lower. So over here we achieved, um, so we did minus the subscription around 2,500 bucks, um, which means we, we had a one to five. So we did 2,500 bucks in tips and, and messages with subs at 500. Now this month, which we're just starting, I'll just give it a refresh as well. This is inflow, by the way, if, if people are wondering what, um, what software I'm using to manage multiple creators. 
Um, here we are seeing really, really strong sub to message ratio. Um, we dropped our sub a lot here to three dollars. We we had a we had a promotion going on. We dropped it heavily, and we just really, really focused on extracting as much as we could per subscriber. And we're seeing some pretty big numbers here. Like I'll, I'll even just do the math real quick. So in total, um, from seven thousand three hundred. And 43 in total. And then we had subscriptions 278 minus 278. We had 7,065. So if you do divide that by 278, we're basically seeing like a one to 25 ratio, which is super, super good. Um, which is huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely I think, huge. I think one of the takeaways that BCZ is sharing. Um, especially with people that are in the game, because there's a lot of people that are in the game. All they do is drive traffic. They're not even thinking about LTV and they have a subscription heavy ratio. So what that means is they're not really monetizing like they can. They're not squeezing every dollar out like they can. And <clears throat> I think this is crazy. So if you're not focused on LTV, you're pretty much throwing away $24 for every person, for every dollar that you collect on subscription if you're using BTZ's method. Um, what is your method, by the way, to get these kind of ratios? This is kind of crazy, actually. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll drop a few uh, a few things that we do. So I mentioned on the first episode how the way that we achieve this is we build a brand which basically goes along the lines of, I'm new to this and I don't like sharing this explicit content but I kind of need to, and I'm new to it and I'm warming up to it and I'm getting comfortable. And then they start to feel like, oh, wow, you know, this girl isn't just someone who's like a random OF girl, you know, there's actually some exclusivity here. It's like, this is an exclusive, this is actually exclusive content, not $3 content that anybody can buy, right? And then they just feel better because if not everyone can have it, then it's more valuable, right? So Right away, you know, subs will come in, they'll say, oh, I want to see this, I want to see that. Like something that you can say is, oh, you know, I actually haven't really started doing nude yet. Like it's kind of new to me, so I got to warm up to it a little bit. And that intrigues them, you know. Many people think that they're going to leave because they want to see that, but no, absolutely not. They'll be like, oh, well, what do you have? And then you can say, oh, you know, I do have this, but I don't know, it's, it's kind of it's tough for me to share, but you know, what's your name? Where are you from? Build a little bit of a relationship with them. And then they'll try, you know, they'll be a lot more engaged in the conversation. You need good chatters for this, not, not low level chatters. You need good chatters. And then you can go and you could drop a pretty standard picture for a hundred dollars and be like, don't share this. Yeah, this is for you, but please make me promise you won't share hundred dollars picture like that, like that they'll buy easy. Another thing that I do is you'll see, we have pretty decent amount of tips. Something I did with this creator that I tried um, I don't want to go on her profile because I don't want to give up the username. I have had people message my creators before, but basically what we did with her is we have the pin post. Can I make a comment about that really quickly? Like that is actually really smart to do. Keep your creator names hidden. It's sometimes impossible, but if you do have some kind of hater or a psychopath that, you know, for some reason they, they feel like you did them wrong. Um, there's a lot of damage that they can do if they know who that creator is. Right. So you, very just wanted to add that but yeah. um go ahead go ahead sorry about that. so so with this creator um what i tried was you'll see that there's this decent amount of tips we actually have on the pinned post okay we have a picture um with her legs 
basically spread and then there's an emoji above it um and but it's still there's still like a skirt kind of blocking basically half of that area so it's not just wide open in people's faces but it's like you know just a little peak and then we have tip the highest amount you can in brackets 200 please to get a surprise and then what do they assume that that surprise is is that picture uncensored right and this is on a paid page by the way this is, this is not a free page like, this is a paid vip page and then they'll say like oh why are you censoring and you'd be like oh because i'm new to this and i'm uncomfortable but people who are are comfortable people who i'm comfortable with i'll share it with and then after you have those conversations with them they'll go and they'll just tip you randomly because they see that on your profile and they'll send it or they'll just say oh i want to see your your photo on your on your feed so then you'll go and you'll send it to them for ppv and then that's why we also have a high messages amount um but yeah that's 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 a big tip that i can give uh in, in that regard that's a great way to to maximize your aov and ltv because people don't want easy regular of girl they want a girl who is harder to get uh, more exclusive they want to build a relationship you know because they can go see this content on free websites right why do people subscribe think about why people subscribe people yeah, subscribe they, because they want to actually chat with someone they're buying intimacy more so than the actual content they're buying intimacy and relationships some people just want to buy the content but some people fall in love like with this girl, also oh, also another really, really big point with this girl that I forgot to mention that helps us increase the LTV is we attach something else to her. She's not just an OF girl. She has something else. She's an artist on all of her socials, okay? She has her main stuff, which is, oh, look, I'm an artist. I paint this, I paint that. Um, and I just happen to have an OF because I'm behind on bills. And then the white knight comes in to save them, right? So that that those little things play in into building your LTV. Now, what I have with this girl coming up is something very interesting. She's actually going to be moving in close to us in Toronto. Okay. And she's going to be around us a lot more right now. You know, she's still in the middle of exams and all that, but she's a really good artist. So we're kind of building off of that as, you know, something else other than OF. And she's going to be moving in close to us. So she's, we're going to be able to set her up easier with phones, US SIM cards, um, get manual verifications for her for dating profiles as well, which is huge. Um, and we're going to scale her heavy. Like right now, we're still running relatively low traffic, as you saw from our subscription numbers. But you see, we're, we, we found a working system with her. And once we pump up those subscribers, she's going to be moving in mid-April. Um, we can expect to see huge numbers on her. And I mean, I'm going to keep everyone updated, even if I fail, I'm super transparent, but like, I think that this girl is going to reach the six figures a month. And something that I'm super transparent about also is I have not reached six figures per month yet on a creator. The highest rate that I have usually is about 30 per month with a creator. As you can see with this girl, she's on pace to do about 30 this month, um, almost 30. So so yeah, I think this is going to be our first girl who's going to hit that six figures per month just because she's going to be around us and we developed a really good system with her in terms of maximizing LTV. So we're going to pump the subs hard and this will be the first one. Um, I feel that coming and I'm going to share all of it on my groups. Um, I'm going to share and document that process. BTZ, for someone that's actually just coming in to OnlyFans, um, the comment that you made about just taking one girl and then just scaling her 
it, I feel like it's a good idea instead of having several models and kind of, you know, kind of spreading yourself thin. However, it's a little bit of a balancing act, right? Because some creators that you might bring in, they may churn, just like you said, you had a 50% churn rate on your marketplace. So what is a good Goldilocks number for a new agency that's starting out um, with models? If someone wanted to buy a contract from you at your model marketplace, how many creators would allow them to scale and would allow them to spread their risk and not put all their eggs in one basket? Well, I'll say this. First, master your processes. Like it depends also on what um what traffic source you're doing. But for instance, if you're just doing TikTok and like TikTok is your main thing, get as many creators as you want. Just before you do that, have the processes in place, okay, to set them up with their phones, with the right source of videos, okay, send to them to be able to recreate. Um, and then you can get as many creators as you want, as long as you know how to manage them and motivate them, right? But if you're trying different stuff like dating apps, which is harder. Um, going viral on Twitter, which I don't really do. And I'm trying to figure out how to do that. That's another, that's something else that I'm working on or, and Reddit, I would suggest with Reddit as well, just stick with one creator until you master it because there's traffic sources that don't require too much of your input, like TikTok, it's just a girl. So spread your risk, right? Get multiple creators, see how many, see how much they could do. Um, and then, and then spread your risk, you know, send it to them, send it to them, send it to them, um, see who performs the best. But if you're, which I recommend, if you're going hard on dating apps and Reddit and stuff like that, master your processes one girl at a time, because then unless you have a big team and people who, and managers that you hire and stuff like that, then I wouldn't do that. Something that I've done is, so I started heavily with Reddit at first, like a couple months ago, then I stopped doing it because the marketplace took off and Reddit was very time consuming. But um, I've now hired people to fully do Reddit for me and I'm going to be relaunching that as well. Um, and, and yeah, once, once you grow, hire people, not VAs to do traffic sources for you, like dating apps, like Reddit, give them the processes, train them, master it yourself first. So you know what the hell you're doing, and then you can give it to your team members to actually do. So it really depends on what stage you're at, but if you're a straight up beginner, just buy one model and learn as you go. Or recruit one model for free. Hell, I even do free giveaways sometimes with cheap beginner models. You know, there's I, I do beginner models for this reason. Hundred dollars for a model. Sometimes I'll even do free giveaways. Just take take the model, and those are good models for you to learn on. It's a good way to learn. Definitely a good way to learn. Even if you lose the creator, both the creator and yourself will have learned something. We're gonna end with a little game, and it's not really a game. It's it's more of a question, but. If you had three, if you had to choose between three different creators, and I'm not saying you as in BTZU, but in general, this is, you know, a secret to success. If you had to have a secret to success, which one of these groups would you choose? So the first group is an agency with a creator that isn't that hot, isn't a perfect 10, you know, maybe they're like a six or a or a, like a Cali six or a seven, um, but they work hard. They're not crazy. They're not insane. They're hard workers. So that's one group. Then the second group is a group where it's a couple creator. So maybe the boyfriend is acting as the agency. They're running the, the traffic and the girlfriend is doing the content and they're sort of a team. 
So that's the second group. And then the third group is an agency with a creator that is a cheerleader. Um, this cheerleader is a 10. She might be a little bit difficult to work with, but she's really hot and she brings in immediate traffic. Out of those three groups, which one would you choose? Well, definitely not the second one, and I'll tell you why. I don't like uh, when the boyfriend is too much involved because men are competitive. Men, uh, men like to conquer. Men like to get after it themselves. So if they see someone else doing it properly and you know they're in control of the creator, or not in control, but they're leading the creator, then you can lose your creator. So definitely not that one. Um, but I would say this answer is different for every person but for me personally i would choose the third one and which is the cheerleader and i'll tell you why something that i've noticed and this is also in terms of demand on the marketplace and i have a sample of over 800 creators to take this from the best looking ones are the highest in demand and the ltv on the good looking ones is way higher so like the girl that i just showed you guys now the LTV on her is astronomical, but she has basically a perfect face. Like her looks are amazing, right? Um, and to go viral on TikTok, you need amazing looks. I would rather a girl do three TikToks a day and be a 10 out of 10 than a girl do 15 TikToks a day, but her be a five or six, just personally. So it depends how hard it is to work with her. But based on what you said, I would choose the last one because I think looks helps a lot here. Looks is like the number one thing. I, I will know. If she does no work, then you choose the six, right? But if she does some sort of work, you choose the 10. Um, because I've seen it in every platform, in the dating apps, in Tinder, uh, sorry, in in, um, in both Tinder, Bumble, uh, Reddit, and TikTok. Like those are the three main ones that I've worked on. I've seen it on all of them where the better, the better looking creators perform way, way better. So that's what I would choose. And also in terms of dating apps, that's very heavy on you and not the creator. So I would put that girl on dating apps. I would tell her, give me the goddamn verifications and then I'll do whatever I need to do. And then I could bring in solid revenue from that. I think a lot of people learn a lot. If people want to know more about you, you are starting a YouTube channel, right? When does that launch? So I actually already created it, but I didn't really post anything. This will be the first thing that I will post. And the handle on that is at BTZOFM. Um, the name of it is Brian TZOFM. I'm going to link that everywhere. And yeah, you can find this video there. I'll put out more content on that YouTube channel. I'll also have links to all of my um, Telegram groups as well for people to check out and see what's going on. You should be just by virtue of owning the market fit. I'm super excited for this YouTube channel. I'll put a link in the description below. Um, it's definitely going to blow up. So you'll be one of the first people that are subscribing to BCZ. So definitely go check it out. BCZ, I'm going to leave you with the last word before we head out. Absolutely. So the last word is this. Don't expect to succeed with this in a month or two months or three months. Um, a lot of people in the game, you may see them as like, wow, they blew up out of nowhere or wow, they got big fast. That's what some people say to me, like, whoa, you know, I've been at this for over a year, but you have to keep in mind, I haven't been at this for only a year or half a year or whatever it may be. I've been at this for five, six years. I say that my whole entire internet money journey 
is part of this, right? Because that taught me the skills of how to be an entrepreneur and how to build businesses, how to scale teams. It gave me capital to be able to invest, to be able to test things, to know what works, what doesn't. I've earned a lot of money um, trying to get this to work. So don't be discouraged if, you know, you see people making it fast. Um, if you're new to the Wi-Fi money game, to the entrepreneurship game, keep at it. Like it may take you a year, but if you want to make it work, you just got to keep going and don't think that um, it's normal for people to get it working within a couple of months because that is rare. And before you get into this business, go date some girls too. like learn how to interact with women, please learn how to interact with women. Otherwise you will not succeed in this, no matter how good of an entrepreneur you are. Uh, well, if you're a very, very good entrepreneur, you'll hire a face who's good with women. So never mind on that. But still, uh, I recommend no matter where you are, who you are, understand how women work, um, date them, see how you can build good relationships with them, both business and personally, because it will help you with this business. Awesome. Last word. Thanks, BTZ. We will see you guys in the next episode.